Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, good morning. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. I am back from Florida. Hassel is in Florida. Maddie I'm back in Florida because I mean I was in, in Seattle all weekend. You sob. Van Wink's just been sitting there? on his ass in Ames all weekend. How was the weather in, in Seattle? Uh, cold. It was a high of 45. I'd take that right about now. <laughs> yeah. What? What's the weather like back there in Iowa today? Uh, it was 15 degrees when I just dropped off my daughter at school. Mother of Christ. We so we landed at about two thirty ish in Ames and went from like yesterday it was raining and like just super muggy all day. I mean it in Orlando? Yeah. And when you land on these flights, you have to like I'm I'm not complaining. These charter flights are amazing compared to dealing with an airport and all that. But you have to stand out there and you wait for your bags because you have to. The, the pilot goes up there and hands them down to everybody. Imagine oh, so you're standing the, outside on yeah. the tarmac? Yeah, and everybody was just freezing. It was because it was just from one extreme to the next. Oh my god! What a horrible a, day that must have been for it, well the Iowa the State t- men's basketball team. When the team loses, it's just the travel part of it sucks. Like no, I can't believe it. I mean, I, I saw the halftime score. I'm Ugh. full transparency. I did not watch the game. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. But well, you're not missing. Much. The reason I didn't watch is because I, you know, I was ready to tune in. Well, they're up 15 at halftime. What the hell? And they were favored. Well, they were up by 21 in the first half. It was brutal. It was. That's a bad loss, and that's a yeah. loss that in March it's like because A and M was down some guys and. That you know, Iowa State's still obviously getting, you know, growing. We learned this weekend, but that would be that would have been a win that you know A and M's like a top three seed type team when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they rough, they rough really, 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 really let State. one get away. Even the win, even the win was uglier than yeah. Hell. Yeah, we'll get to all that. that close. We'll get to all that. Iowa State had a tough weekend on the basketball court but a great weekend on the gridiron so did the hawks we'll get to all of it we are presented as always by fairway meat and grocery here in the channel seed studios uh you you can start chris do you want to start with snowmageddon or your hawkeyes grinding one out in lincoln and uh advancing to the big 10 championship game where they are matt will you pull up the updated line from circa please uh, I think it was like 24 and a half was the last thing that I saw. For Is Iowa it up that high now? Because I saw it opened at like 21, 22. I thought I saw 24 and a half yesterday that it had been bet up, but I don't know. I haven't been in Iowa, so I haven't been able to pull up my, my Circa app for a while. Uh, live line is Iowa 23 point underdogs to Michigan. Okay, so it's at 23 now. 
We were trying to guess Michigan. the line, or at least uh, I was texting you and, and Keith Murphy uh, after Iowa won and trying to project ahead, not knowing if Michigan would beat Ohio State. And I wrongly thought that because the totals have been so historically low that it would keep the line a little bit lower than you'd expect as well. I thought maybe we'd see like a 17 and a half because of the lines, because of the totals, I should should say. Because, you know, when you've played every game and your total is under 35, you know, the line can't be, the total can't be that high. Well, I, I... when the team total is less than seven points, the line can yeah. still go high. <laughs> and Iowa's team total is six and a half for the Big Ten championship game. But we'll we'll get more into that. You know, we have another show later on this week. I think we haven't had a show since that Iowa Nebraska game. And the total for this game is thirty five and a half still, even with Michigan being favored by almost three score or almost four scores. That game, I mean it was like a Hawkeye blueprint again. And Iowa even tried to give it to Nebraska. Man, yeah, how do like, you win with that kind of kicking performance? Hawkeye blueprint, my ass. They missed two field goals. Well, there, you know. what, what I mean is, I mean, it, it I, could I not have mean. looked uglier. It could not have looked yeah. uglier. It could not have looked more bleak, really, for Iowa, too, with the kicking. And somehow they still win. Like these close games, Iowa just wins. And Nebraska yeah. just loses. Yeah, I, Nebraska, I've never man. seen a worse kicking performance from an Iowa kicker with the with the missed field goals and the two kicks out of bounds. Oh. And kudos to Kirk. He won't do it with the quarterbacks, but he did it for the kicker. You got you you could not let Stevens come out there again. You just couldn't. And he didn't. Which is wild, too. You know, like who would have thought it's the point you're trying to make. I'll dumb it down for people like me. Like going into that game, oh, it's going to be Drew Stevens that's going to screw this thing up for the Hawks. Right. Like of all people, right? If you're Nebraska, man, you're really kicking yourself, too. Because you're right. It felt like Iowa was just begging them to win that football game. And then Chubba Purdy makes the terrible interception down the stretch. You were, you were sitting, you were sending me pictures of you lounging in first class somewhere (laughs) on your cross country flight. What was your reaction when that happened? Yeah, I was, I got the surprise upgrade to first class. I was not expecting it. Ooh, that's a good one too. From what Miami to Seattle. It was, uh, I flew through Atlanta. So it was that, that leg was Atlanta to Seattle. And we were flying right over Lincoln, Nebraska at the time when this all went down the final minute or so. We were right over Lincoln. And it was super quiet in the plane. People were sleeping, shades drawn. So I I can't make a peep. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not. Uh, So I was trying to stay as quiet as possible. What was going on though? is I, I had the phone out with the stream on my phone because the internet was good enough to stream it. And that's a lot better picture than the 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 um, the video on the back of the seat. So I was actually watching it on my phone 
And then the seat was like a 20 second delay. So it was like perfect. You oh, get the, yeah. like the, I could see the replays right away. It was it's great. And uh, I mean, I thought there was no way that Iowa was going to win that game in overtime. I just, I didn't think it was possible because can you imagine Iowa in overtime? What are they going to do? They, they don't have a kicker. They can't do anything offensively. And I just didn't see it. I mean, I, I would have given them maybe a 15% chance to win it in overtime. And what did Nebraska do? Mm. I mean, that that was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. And they missed given, that field goal, too, to win. Well, at the time, would have been the game winner had they not screwed it up the way that they did. Format rule. Actually, no poor Matt rule, but you know what I mean. I don't know they, how Nebraska they, does it. I don't know how Iowa does it. I don't know how Nebraska does it. It's like two polar opposites. Teams that just figure out how to win these games and teams that can't get out of their own way. And then you had my guy, I don't give a shit, Kirk Ferentz after the game. Still bitching and moaning about that Minnesota game. He... Uh, I. I hope he doesn't retire because this is great. Every time Ference takes a stand right now, he's like, he's like literally crying. He's figuratively crying. He's pissed off at this guy. You're right. He's he's mad at that guy. Now he's got like beef with the AD because they fired his kid. Like, this is awesome. Like, I hope he coaches another it, five years. That's a good this point. Great. great sound every yeah. time you put a microphone in front of him. It's phenomenal. I can't believe he still hung up on that game. Like, it would it have made much of a difference if I was sitting there eleven and one right now? No, because the playoff committee would have never given them respect. Hell like no. That would, yeah, like even if they, I, beat I saw some Iowa fans trying Michigan. to make that argument this weekend, and that that playoff committee would have never put them in at one. Well, it, it you would need extreme chaos. Yeah. Okay, to, to to even if Iowa were to beat Michigan. 12 and 1 Big Ten champions. I, I think you would need extreme chaos for the committee to put Iowa in there. I mean, we're still talking about, well, maybe we, maybe they excluded Florida State, unbeaten Florida State. Well, maybe, maybe they exclude unbeaten Washington. Like, come on. 12 and 1 Iowa would not have been in the college football playoff without a ton of help. So, in reality, yeah, I mean, it would have been an 11 win season instead of 10, but okay. You wouldn't. You probably still wouldn't be, you know, top eight. Matt, you've got some Kirk Ferentz sound after the game. You want to hear it? How much does it mean to hit this ten win milestone for your season wins for the fifth time in your twenty five years? How much does that mean to you? Well, twelve would have been better. <laughs> you know, we've only done that once, and that's hard. Uh, I can tell you that. But yeah, it means a lot because it's the best we could do after after losing to. Um, yeah, I won't go down that road. I'm, I'm, we got screwed, okay? I'm, I'm just going to tell you, we got screwed in that one uh, by a special the uh, replay system. I'm, I'm still not happy about that, quite frankly. Um, so it's a different discussion for a different day. But nonetheless, it was a good season. And just, yeah, really, it's, it's special, really special. And I don't, I don't ever play that card, but I'm playing it right now. That that was That's still the most ridiculous thing I've seen in the last, what's it, quarter century? Okay, I can take that replay stuff and blow it up, start over again. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, take that replay stuff, blow it up your ass. Oh, my God. That was the part that kills me every time. 
That's great. I've Keep also been surprised Kurt. at how he has talked about this upcoming Michigan game. Like he's not backing down. He's like, oh, well, we've been in this position before. And I, I, I can't remember what he said going into the Penn State game this year or the Ohio State game last year or the Michigan game two years ago for the Big Ten championship game. But he, he almost seems like, okay, doubt us. Doubt us if you want. But we've been in this position before. We've won these games before. I don't... If if Iowa were to win this upcoming game, I think it would be the biggest stunner in Hawkeye history. In Ference's time, at least. No doubt. And, the, and it's the same reason why I would vote him for Big Ten Coach of the Year over the Northwestern guy. It's because of the injuries. I I don't have a lot of sympathy for the firing of Brian Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz put himself in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you would have, you know, in September, Chris listed out the amount of guys that were going to be out this year for them, despite the schedule, we would have we would nobody would have projected that they would be in Indianapolis and with ten wins. I wouldn't have. We we both had them at nine, right? So yep. Like to me, like that is why Kirk Ferentz is the Big Ten Coach of the Year because it's it's the same thing as why you know I often make the arguments. I was having this conversation in Orlando yesterday with my color guy, Coach Hanson. Like we were watching the Michigan game, and he was asking me what I thought about McCarthy uh, and how he would be at the next level. And I said, "Well, I think it depends on where he's drafted to. If you're drafted by Andy Reid." and a really good offensive coach that has a great system, uh, then you got a pretty good shot to be successful. If you go to Carolina or if you go to one of the, you know, the Bears, uh, you're going to be in trouble probably. It's a really hard place for – look, if Baker Mayfield would have been drafted by Andy Reid, swap him out with Patrick Mahomes, I don't know. You know, what? what's the difference in his career? We'd find out. But my point is that while Iowa's offensive system is is horrible, the overall system is is built to do this, and we've seen it time and time again in Kirk Ferentz's tenure at Iowa. Go all the way back to the Sam Greenwald year, right? Like, I mean, you're down six running backs, and this was a time where Iowa played. You know, who the hell is Sam Greenwald? Or who was? Wasn't that the guy, the, like the six string running back, Brownlee? Brownlee, that's it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Brownlee, there you go. Why did I think his last name was Greenwald? Good correction there. But you see my thinking, overall you're point. you like, Griswold for Christmas? I don't know. It's, it's Ferentz's overall culture yeah. in that system that they're still at 10 wins. Like, I, Yeah, the players go out and do it, but he puts it on a tee for them. And, and I'm on the record. I don't think they'll continue doing this in the new league unless they make some major changes. Dana Holgerson is available to be your next offensive coordinator, Kirk. Ooh. Iowa native. Is he really? Uh, yeah, Mount Pleasant, I Iowa. I didn't know Holgerson. Re- oh, Holgerson's from down there in the air raid yeah. country, huh? So Holgerson, I actually interviewed him this summer for the book because I'm doing the chapter on Leach. Holgerson's a Mount Pleasant native, and he played at Iowa Wesleyan for Hal Mummy and Leach. And then when they went to Valdosta State... They brought Holgerson with them as a graduate assistant, and that's where the air raid uh, was born because he learned it there and then went on and, and started coaching. And he went and coached for Leach at Texas Tech. He's available. He got fired yesterday. 
Chris Hassel, Dana Holgerson, bring our native son home, bring the air raid to the University of Iowa. What do you think? I think the chances of that happening are as good as Iowa beating Michigan this week. Okay. That's fair. You're I'm trying right. to psych myself up for this game. Like, cause I am excited. I really am. I'm, I'm looking for, I've got the weekend off. It's my first weekend off in 15 weeks. My travel schedule started with our trip to Vegas. Yep. That was week zero. So I'm really looking forward to sitting down and watching this game for the first time I can, you know, all season for the most part, other than I guess I, you know, last week I was kind of watching it in a plane as a fan, but I'm trying to like envision a scenario. And then I start remembering all these injuries, like how much, how much more of a shot would they had if they had Cooper DeGene? Much more. Right. I mean, just that injury just kills me, just kills me. Um, but I look, I'm going to have fun with it. I, I know Iowa fans are too, because it's a good position to be in. Cause it's all gravy now. Like if Iowa makes this a game, awesome. If it goes the way we're expecting it to go, <laughs> it's what we thought. Now yeah, I had the lowest expectations possible. That's generally the best rule of sports. I will say like, let's not have another situation like the, the, the Ohio State game last year, the Michigan championship game two years ago. Let's make it a little bit more competitive than that. Because like, that, those were embarrassing, really embarrassing. But I, You have look, worse it, players it, on offense now, though, Chris. Well, as bad as the offense is still, and as bad as the quarterback play is, I'm sitting there watching that game. Deacon Hill is playing that position as competently as... Anybody has played that position at Iowa in three years. Really? I think you have to go back to the COVID year, Petrus's first year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's not saying much, but it's fair. Yes. So, I mean, I th- maybe, you know, you get the ball bounces your way a couple of times. Defense forces a couple turnovers. They get one of those early scripted drives to, huh? Don't do this to yourself. (laughs) I mean, you have a good attitude. Like, you should be happy your team's there. I just... I also wanted to raise my hand and be like, when Kirk was talking about, well, we had a pretty good offense until all the injuries. No, no, you didn't, sir. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It is wild, though, our our preseason predictions with... Cade McNamara and yeah, Eric like, Ball and Luke Lachey. Kirk is and the Big me Ten thinking, Me thinking that they're going to average over 25 points per game, and I still only have them winning nine games. And they won 10. And all that happened, and they won 10. Now, the Big Ten West was quite a it bit worse, worse than I thought than it would be. Thought. Yeah, it was worse. Because mostly, I think, because of Wisconsin. I thought Wisconsin would have been a lot better. Um. It, it, who finished above 500 in the Big Ten West? Nebraska. Uh, Matt, can you? Pull I'm sorry. The... I'm sorry. Northwestern. Obviously, Iowa. There had to have been another team because there were so many teams that maybe not. No, I think it was just those two. Th- this was the worst the Big Ten West has ever been. And Iowa took advantage. Well, they took advantage, all right. So there it is. The w- one other team. Two other teams. Oh, Wisconsin did end up five and four. 
along with Northwestern, Iowa seven yeah, and two. Wisconsin was seven and five. Wow, I would have never. Guessed Iowa that. won. Iowa basically won the division by three games with the tiebreakers over Northwestern, the head-to-head wins over Northwestern and Wisconsin. Stunning that Iowa's lone loss in the division was to the team that technically finished last, Minnesota, at three and six. Minnesota didn't even make a bowl game. Boy, he's been a huge disappointment. Oh yeah. Massive disappointment. I tell you what, that you're you're I don't like to give you too much credit. I don't like to inflate the ego. But your analysis on the Big Ten West, like holding itself back, is really good. And it's gonna be fascinating to see how that group of schools does over the next ten years. Because mm-hmm. somebody's gonna jump out and I but like if you watched Fleck when he was at Western Michigan and you watch those Minnesota teams now, they don't even look the same. By the way, like, Minnesota is going to make a bowl game because of their APR with five wins, but didn't oh, become bowl eligible. Love those APR bowls. Yeah. Love me some five and seven bowl games. Thank our friends at Circus Sports Iowa. This is a great week to download the Circus Sports Iowa app because I promise you, not just blowing smoke here you get better odds what does that mean exactly it means they don't screw you with the juice you're gonna get a 120 every now and then but it's when they're trying to save the number for you like when you get on DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff you always get like oh it's minus 114 no there's that that's screwing you our friends at Circa do not do that and they support Iowa everywhere our local company and we appreciate that so let's let's bump up their numbers and download that Circus Sports Iowa app to support us if you guys haven't already. Yeah, I was I was in an Uber um, when I was in Ames, and the Uber driver was he was like, "Yeah, you know, I I want to start, you know, I'm betting on these games. What's what should I use? What what app should I use? Circa, Circa. Go to Circa, brother. He said, "All right, doing it." So we go from that to Saturday night. <laughs> Which, you know, you say, I was telling you to keep your expectations low. I couldn't have had lower expectations for Iowa State and Kansas State. I thought, and granted, this is before I knew that there was going to be 10 inches of snow or whatever it was. I don't know if that would have I called it the, the least interesting game of the season. Yeah. And, and neither, I, I picked Kansas State to win by double digits, and neither one of us could have been more wrong as Iowa State wins, Chris, but. You said the least interesting game. This was by far the most interesting mm-hmm. game. Turned into it, yeah. And I, I will say, I did take Iowa State money line at halftime at uh, for plus you. 450. This game, somebody with more history of college football will have to back me on this, but I think this has to be statistically one of the craziest games in the history of mm-hmm. the sport. When you look at the Matt, could you pull up that long tweet I put out on Saturday night where I, I ran through the crazy stats as far as plays run, average yards per play? Um, Chris, this was a the you know a game where Kansas State continues to move the ball up and down the field. Iowa State is just popping off fifty yard runs, sixty yard runs, one after another. And albeit it's in like a blizzard in Manhattan, aesthetically, this is one of the great games I ever remember watching just because of the the sheer snow and the fact that I was sitting there in Orlando 
I was with my friend Ryan Workman, who is a sports information director for men's basketball. And we had the door open with like the sound of like waterfalls in the background. It's like 80 degrees. It's lovely. And we've got snowmageddon going on in Manhattan. Just absolute it's crazy. It's always fun being down in Florida this time of year, popping on a snow game. It's just, it's, and, and you, you said it aesthetically, this was as fun to watch as any game I can remember because of the snow and because of the big plays. I mean, it was one after another, 71, 74, 77, 33. It, it just sure. Tackling was bad. Okay. That's part of it. It's in the snow. I, it was I was shocked. So much fun. I was shocked as to how many people watching this game didn't comprehend how hard it is to tackle when there's, Eight inches of snow on the ground. Well, it's they would say, f- "Well, what, look, they're, they're probably thinking of the one run by Abu. It's it, it's all about they, the where he just like tries to shove him down. Yeah, and he it, just it's. But it, the guy makes that play because he can't get an angle on him because he can't get his footing, and and absolutely to the other side, Abu Sama's career night happens in large part because of the snow like that absolutely played a huge factor so this is why like our guy mike palm will tell me when it comes to betting overs and unders snow game play the over wind take the under it's all about the footing of the defense and whatnot and and i matt campbell makes a huge move and doesn't bring eli sanders and cartivius norton to the game um the what I'm understanding is that those two gentlemen had started to look around to transfer. Matt caught wind of it and said only people who are, I think Matt's fine with people transferring, but you start talking after the fact, after the season. Sure. And that will start to, uh, the, actually the portal opens up a week from tomorrow, I want to say. So he makes a big move and it pays off because Abu Sama, the Southeast Polk prep from a year ago, you know, it's if anybody's watched Iowa State, you know that he has the top end. He has the highest ceiling of all of these guys, but he was still a true freshman. You put him out there with his first career start, and he rips open a 71-yard touchdown to start the game. It was incredible. I woke up the next morning to uh, about know, 70 unread texts from a group chain that my dad is in with some other people, including some Iowa State fans. And apparently he didn't watch the game, but he woke up and he saw the stats. And this is how it started. My dad tweets, so this Samba guy does nothing the whole season. And now he's the best running back in football, according to all the Ames fools. Easy to do in the snow. He knows where he's going. D does not. It was a fraud game. And then it went on from there. And the comments got even worse from there, and I can't even share some of them. Who that, else is that in was, this text? Is Zawolinski uh, in this group? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zawolinski probably had like thousands of dollars riding on this game in some capacity. Well, he has thousands of dollars riding on every game. That response. But I love how that was the response friends. from Iowa fans. Yeah, if you don't, because I, you know, I was tweeting about how fun it was to watch. Yeah, if you don't. 
if you don't care about tackling and defense, it's like, come on, it's, it's not we all- about. I'm really at my, I'm up to my fill with Cyhawk. Both sides. It's like the Nebraska-Iowa game, yeah, it's shitty offense. Yeah, there was bad tackling in that game. Like, isn't this why, isn't why we love college football? Because there's difference. Like, I can watch yeah. an Air Force game and watch the triple option, or I can flip on, you know, an air raid game, or then you can watch a Big Ten West game that is completely played differently. And then I can watch, you know, some of these old school Big 12. Like, the, the, the SEC is running the air raid now. Like, Saban. Saban games are often in the 40s and 50s now when he he was one of the this is why we love college football and the whole like blindly just because your side plays one style that every other style sucks and it's terrible (laughs) you're all fucking horrible like it's so exhausting just if you're an Iowa fan and you didn't enjoy that like I I don't yeah I root for Kansas State I don't care but that like that was just fun to watch. That's yeah, all I'm it saying. It was so much fun. And it was just so different than anything you normally see. And yeah, the snow was part of it. The snow caused a lot of that. But it made it unique. It made it fun. And it was a huge win for Iowa State. I mean, 10-point dog against a a really good top 20 team. I mean that that's a I think that's a top 5 win in the Matt Campbell era. I really do. To put an exclamation point on what started off as a horrific season. A loss, not only to Iowa, but to Ohio. And this is how they finish? Wow. Yeah, the the chances preseason of this team winning seven games and losing two games in September would have been quite, quite shocking. You would have got a great odd on that. As far as that goes, I think if Gundy will probably get Big 12 coach of the year, but I I think Campbell deserves it just as much. I think both of our coaches really deserve that this year. And and Gundy's in the championship game and they, Mm -hmm. you know, I I get it. I I would not kill anybody who votes for Mike. But when you factor in the gambling situation, remember they lost five starters 10 days before the season, including their quarterback. The quarterback thing, I think, ended up helping them. It, it will help no, them it in the absolutely as well. But it, it's still my point is just the culture that that Campbell has produced there is is why they are in this spot. They end up in a tie for fourth place, only a game behind Oklahoma, only a game out of the Big Twelve championship game. Let's With see. So if they would have if they would have beaten Texas they still would have been left out of the Big 12 championship game, correct? It would have been that scenario where it goes to that crazy four-way tie, and I think it would have been Oklahoma against Oklahoma State? Well, I think because yeah. all those teams would have been common opponents, though, right? They all played each oh, other. Oh, God, here we go. Staddy Van Winkle back no. with his... Wasn't that no. it? Because that was the reason Iowa State was going to get left out, because they hadn't. there was one of those teams that hadn't played one of the other tied teams? Yes, Yes, so Iowa State would have been left out. Because remember, they needed either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State to lose. How heartbreaking would that have been? And Oklahoma State State, nearly did lose. Yeah, Oklahoma State, oh my God. 
they really wanted to lose that game to BYU. Yeah, they got down 17. Jeez. That would have been the ultimate just shit down your leg in a huge moment. You want to hear a really funny story? So I was yeah. having a conversation with, and this just tells us how like fans are just wired different. It was me and Milan Momchilovic, and we were just chatting like, I don't remember what we were doing. It was in the hotel walking somewhere. It, and I was running through scores on Saturday, and he asked me like, who's going to play in the big 12 championship game? And I was like, yeah, it's pr- this is when BYU was down by like 17. I was like, it's probably going to be Texas and Oklahoma. And I was all pissed off about it. He's like, oh, that'll be a great game. And I'm like, no. He's like, I want Oklahoma State to win. He's like, why? That wouldn't be a very good game. And I was like, I'm with, I'm with him. I, I was hoping that that would be the because well, I don't. Because I'm a petty Texas, fan. Texas is gonna roll Oklahoma State. I just it thought it was funny. so much more interesting. Milan Maybe. is like, no, I want the best game, and I'm like, no, yeah. we can't have those Big Twelve deserters playing the game together. Come on, I was just being a petty dick when it came to it. You're right. It would have been a much better game, but well, I, we I haven't know. Would have been. Well, we haven't seen Texas Oklahoma State this year. That's why I forgot they hadn't played each other. I mean, so that's the listen, one. What's the of... circus spread on that, Maddie? Can you look it up? Yeah, I'll get you. One sec. I'm sorry, I went to bed at three thirty, so I I haven't done any of this prep. I apologize, but you're you're right. But oh, it's not like Oklahoma. Oklahoma was a play away from losing to BYU right. last week as well. Uh, Texas oh. is a fourteen point favorite. Yeah. Oh, take the points. God. Take the so points. We're, we're, the two conferences. Nori, come on now. Hey, no. Nori. And both the doors are closed in here too, so she can't get out of this room. Uh, these two conference championship games are, are two of the least interesting conference championship games of the week. I mean, between Oklahoma State, Texas, and Iowa, Michigan. Yikes. I mean, those spreads out of control. The, the combined spread, I guess if you average them out, it's about a 20-point spread. Nori, come on, meow. Maddie, what are our other point no. spreads for championship weekend in college football? We've got Oregon and Washington, and that was a surprisingly high spread with Oregon like a nine-point uh, yeah, favorite. I, what do you look, think? You've, you've seen Washington a lot. Yeah, Oregon's better. Oregon's the better team. Oregon was the better team when they played each other. They they just they had a fourth and one. They couldn't convert, and they gave the ball back to Washington, and that was it. I, I and I think Oregon's better now than they were then. And Washington has kind of, I mean, look, I'm not saying Washington shouldn't be in the playoff if they win this game. They absolutely should. It's been a great season. I love going there, but. Pull up Washington's schedule and look what they've had to do to stay unbeaten. Like they are not pulling away from anybody. Their last convincing win was in September. They beat Arizona by seven, which if they played now, that would be that would be a really interesting game as well. Beat Oregon by three, and then after that, Arizona State by eight, Stanford by nine, USC by ten, Utah by seven, Oregon State by two, Washington State. By three. I think six one possession games. And look, I they're, they're winning team. all of them. Yeah, but I don't man, love that team. I, that I think feels Oregon like a team that would, this game. 
or Washington feels like a team that would get into the playoff and lose by 20. I, I agree. I, and I think Oregon has a chance. I mean, I, I don't know. We, we were talking on this podcast a month, month and a half ago about, because I've seen firsthand six of the top eight teams, I think, seven of the top nine. The only teams I haven't seen this season in the top nine are Michigan and Ohio State. And the team I've been most impressed with is Oregon. I saw them twice. And I think they've got a shot if they win this game, and they should. I think they have a chance to to win a playoff game, maybe more. That's really their only dis- loss to Washington, and they're just blowing everybody out. Really disappointed about the Jordan Travis injury, too. They're a totally different team Yeah, without him, if you watch that game. I was kind of up- hoping that they would get put out of their misery a little bit by Florida. And maybe that'll happen with Louisville, but I don't know. I if they win, though, they they deserve to be in. They they should be. I in. completely I just, agree. They're, they're, they're not winning rolled. a playoff game. No, they're not. Let's thank our friends at Terraplex Ag. If you're a farmer wanting to get into the drone business for the 2024 planting and growing season, I want you to remember our friends at Terraplex. These are great. I've actually flown their drones. Oh, have and you? I did. I've never heard of that. I did. I haven't heard you talk about why that do you just have to interrupt every ad read we do? Can you just let me do it? You're like Kirk Ferentz. Well, you go, right, ahead. go ahead. Thank our friends from Terraplex. Thank you, Terraplex. I really hope that someday I can fly one of your drones because you you say it like it's the first time you're saying it. Like you know what? A few weeks ago, they actually let me fly one of their drones. And I flew it up over Iowa State tailgates, and I saw the uh, the Amish glider chairs. But which, by the way, have you seen that they're now fifty percent off? Yeah, I did see that. Van Winkle oh, sent and me speaking that of that, the, the uh, if you're a farmer and you're considering getting into the drone technology, please remember our friends at Terraplex Ag. The popsicle stick Amish glider that Steph Copley made uh, it broke last week. My wife That's was able to track she's down not the Amish. other leg. Yeah, the Amish craftsmanship. You really need it. But uh, actually, all you need is some glue because my wife found it, put it back together. It's all good. I are know you, Steph was very concerned about that. dolls it's with still, it or something? No, it's, we're doing this. Uh, it's the reason why I've got, I'm always in a different spot for the podcast. I don't know. My wife's doing all kinds of crazy stuff in the house. People are coming in. Things are getting moved all over, and it broke. But well, it's not Amish craftsmanship, so that's no, that's why. it's not. It's um, it's far. I love from how those they're just on fire sale. All right, we need to get fire rid of these. Sale. We have to get rid of them. We have too many Amish benches. We all we the here's the problem. We made too many Ronald McDonald colored Amish gliders. We have to get rid of them because the only thing anyone wants is a different color. Like we run into people, yeah, you know, if they were black, I'd I'd probably buy one. Well, you know, if they weren't so ugly, I'd probably buy one. Let's do our Kelderman Manufacturing Bigger, Better, Bolder segment of the week. Bigger, Better, Bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. Kelderman was all amped up Saturday night texting me like, you need to eat crow. 
with For Iowa what? State's loss to Manhattan or Iowa State's oh. win in Manhattan. Hey, I'll eat the crow. We give opinions for a living. We're going to be wrong probably more than half the time. You will, at least. I'll be right about 75% of the time. Jesus, I've I've already gotten a text, and so have you, Williams, from, I think it's Crystal Bloom. It, it is. It's Crystal Bloom who's upset about the Amish gliders again. She says, hey, you jerks, every place puts outdoor furniture on sale at the end of the season. I guess most places have a little better sales record when it comes to their furniture than the <laughs> We Will Collective. <laughs> oh, God. Sale? That's like, it's, they put it 50% Just take off? it away. Remember what we said, uh, it was last week. You know, we, we ran into some guy... And he said he tricked Bloom into yeah. thinking he wanted one of the Amish gliders. And so Bloom Bloom was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he's like, no, seriously, I want one. He goes, oh, what? Really? You do? Yeah, yeah. How much? It's in my driveway. Anything. Anything. Just name your price and you can have it. Ha! I'm kidding. They'll give it it, he'll give it away. Quality craftsmanship, though. I must say, I've sat on it. And I, I had to haul that thing in my truck from Ankeny to Bloom's driveway, and those By the things way, are heavy duty. Where the hell was Bloom when I was back? The guy was nowhere to be found. I never saw the Amish. I told benches. you, Brent just does that. He'll if he doesn't want to be around you, he'll just ignore you, and t- and then he'll be like, "Oh, sorry, I missed you." I I'll never you, forget like, one of the first things when we started this podcast. One of the first things that you told me blew my mind because I always thought Bloom would have been. Like a guy you can just depend on. Guy that's always going to be the best. There. He's, he's like my best friend, but he's not a dependable. You're human. like, no, Bloom, you can't. He, he, You can't depend on him for anything. He doesn't do anything. He sits on his ass all the time, makes his wife do everything, won't come and hang with <laughs> I didn't anybody. Say it like that, but. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Watches his wife shovel the snow, salt the driveway, mow the yard. I wonder who shoveled this weekend. There's snow on the ground here. Crystal, for sure. Uh, hassle, bigger, better, bolder. Why Why do I have to go first? All right, fine, I'll go first. It's Abu Sama. You always make me go. Oh, you're going to pick some, I, 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 or as my dad would say, Samba. I mean, the guy gets his first start and goes out and runs for almost 300 yards. You got to go with him. And he looked good doing it, just running away from those Kansas State defenders. Yeah, but Williams was basically like he was playing against air with all the snow. You can't tackle in the snow. It was freaking awesome, man. Yeah, and I would also honorary mention put both Ference and Campbell into the mix. I I think they both did really good. I I think you can make an argument that both those guys have done as good of a job of coaching as they've ever done, which is saying a lot for both of those guys. So I, I think really good year. Award deserving for both of them. I'm not sure if either will win, but I, mm-hmm. I doubt Campbell does. I think Ference probably has a better chance. Although a little stigma out there, it's like, well, Kirk, you did this to yourself with your son. So did I, some of it to himself. Yeah, yeah, some of it. Like some media members may fight that. We'll see. Well, and Iowa State, get a vote. Iowa State did it to themselves too with the whole gambling thing. Like they put themselves in that position in a way. But that wasn't Campbell. Campbell didn't do yeah. that. Ference hired his, his son. But you're not voting for Kirk Ferentz 
because he was able to what? I mean, I I just don't think that really factors in. I think to me, it's about the injuries. Correct. It's not about who the offensive coordinator is. Now, the guy at Northwestern went from one win to seven wins. You know, that's that's very deserving too. too. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a two horse race between those two. My triple B is a guy I didn't even know existed until Black Friday afternoon. Marshall Meter. This guy probably never thought he would see the field. I mean, can you imagine? You, you, the only way you're seeing the field is if Stevens gets injured or if Kirk Ferentz pulls him out of a game. Like, what are the chances of it, that? So this is not the Iowa kicker that was betting the under? <laughs> games? No, this is not. Because that guy was like still on the team, right? This guy, he, yes. Well, yeah, he was on the team this year. He was supposed to be yeah, anyway. That yeah, was Aaron Blom. This guy was brought in. I believe he was a transfer from Central Michigan, and just been sitting on his ass on the bench all season long. And he gets called on in the biggest moment in front of ninety thousand fans. Well, to win the game in the final seconds, and man, like seventy-five thousand—that's a Nebraska sellout. Okay. <laughs> and he de- he delivered. Look, it wasn't pretty. It it was what was it? A thirty-eight yard kick. It went thirty-eight and a half. But he did it. He did it. Wins the game for Iowa. Gets carried off the field again. This is why you love college football. Absolutely. Now. I will say this. I really hope that they can get Stevens' head out of his ass, put the head back on it's the not body, matter, Chris. and put him out there. I hope you're well, right. It's, it's not going to matter. I'm not saying they're going to win the game because of him or it's going to be the difference in winning and losing, but I, I, don't, I don't think Marshall Meter can be counted on in the Big Ten Championship game. It's just so close to Marshall Mathers, Eminem. I know. Name. Like, I, I, every time somebody <laughs> says it, I think they're going to call him Marshall Mathers. Uh, Williams, on the on the basketball broadcast, you kept calling Curtis Jones Curtis Jackson, and it made me laugh because that's 50 Cent's name. Are you sure I was doing that? Yes. I, wow. Oh, and no way and the tearjerker, the tearjerker. We haven't talked Van about Van Wing just comes in and just shits no all way over I, Williams. I think, it was one, I think it was one time. There's no way I was doing that. I'll I'll find the audio. I it was one time. It was one time. Okay. No, you said, you said you, I you, kept you know you kept it. calling Curtis Stinson. <laughs> like, Curtis listen, Jackson. I'm not a perfect play by play guy, no, and it hey, is not my craft. There's no way I was calling him Curtis that's Jackson. An honorable mention. No, you weren't. You weren't. It was one time. Honorable mention to you. Shout out to you on the broadcast. You're a great play by play man. It was fun. Well, yeah, I got a text from uh, from Blake Anderson. He's like, man, Williams is great mm-hmm. on these broadcasts. You, you, like, I, I caught some of it. Great job. It's like Appreciate hearing your it, internal folks. dialogue while watching a game while you're thinking of a Probably column. a little bit too much <laughs> of that if you're a if you're out there trying to teach somebody how to do play by play, but that's why I'm a part timer. That's why I'm the J V squad. It's not a bad place to go over Thanksgiving. Yeah. No. To. Uh I'm gonna go with the Iron Bowl. Jeez, yeah. What a what Good a finish. Oh man. Jeez. Uh Alabama was down to what, fourth and thirty one. Oh, uh, Jalen Milrow hits a 
open. Re- well, I mean, geez, that guy made a hell of a play to go up and get that ball. But geez, for Auburn to lose that game in that way, man, just terrible. It's unbelievable. So I'm in the. We saw your reaction in the booth too, Hassel. That was pretty funny. Like this is calling your Washington Oregon game. We're in this hotel, and every team Washington that's State. at the basketball tournament staying at this one ho- hotel in Orlando. So it's like a huge hotel. Probably half of it is full of basketball teams. And I, it was one of those deals where I was trying to get out the door, and but I wanted to see the end of this game. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I had to get somewhere. So I'm watching the game on my phone as I'm walking to this meeting. And like every room in the hotel, oh, when that play happened, it was incredible. So we had the exact opposite thing because we were on the air but we had that we knew it was coming down to the wire we knew it was one last play we thought it was going to happen in the commercial break of our game but it didn't i think there was a timeout auburn might have called a timeout or something so we come back from break and this play is about to happen and golick is in the middle of 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 a sentence and that happens and it's just like dead air for like four seconds because mm. we're like looking at each other like, did that just happen? I think Van Wink, you have that. He's put them in some really advantageous situations. <laughs> Second down and three. Wow. A lot of drama here. In the app- <laughs> That's amazing. What did you do I, right there? Did you go back to the Apple Cup or did you tell the audience what had just happened? No, play it again, Van Wink. And on early downs, he's put them in some really advantageous situations. <laughs> Second down and three. A lot of drama here in the afternoon window in college football uh, with the playoff on the line. And on early so downs, I, he's put them in some- I kind of bridged, I kind of helped because th- then I went into – you know, Washington trying to stay in playoff position uh, uh, because I think it was what third quarter, late third quarter in our game, and it was tight. I did not, I, I did not mention the Alabama game because I could just hear it in my head, like all these bosses or executives that I've had over the years. Like, okay, if you bring that up, then people are going to be tuning away from. Oh. You know, Good point. you know how it is. So we, we mentioned it a few minutes later, how Alabama came back and won that game. But uh, <laughs> usually we don't have like a game. But this, this that, that was such a pivotal moment that I had it up on my computer and we made sure to keep one eye on that. And we were just looking around at each other like, oh, my God, because we don't have. Yeah, obviously, we didn't have audio of it. Did that just happen? Are there no flags? Mm-hmm. Is this real? Fourth and goal from the 31. Amazing. You were talking about Williams totally butchering uh, Curtis Jones's name on the broadcast several yeah. times. <laughs> Hawks not says, or Hawk not says, Gary Dolphin kept saying chubby purdy. <laughs> that's that's perfect. And there's a snap to chubby purdy. Oh, is it Chuba what? or Chubba? It's Chubba. Chubba? Isn't it? That's what everybody's called him. I always thought it was Chuba, but apparently well, I was it's wrong. Chuba, sure. Chuba was the, the running back for Oklahoma State. 
I Remember? always thought it was Chuba Purdy, and that's how I probably I've because said it. of the running back for Oklahoma State who went by Chuba. Yeah, apparently I was wrong because there's no way all these guys got it wrong on a national broadcast like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody yeah. is saying Chuba. Everybody, all the announcers, and these announcers going into a game like that, you have to check with the SID and make sure. Yeah, there's no way they were wrong. There's too many, too many producers. That's a CBS prime slot game. There's no way they were all wrong. <laughs> Maury Clark says Chuba Gooding Jr. I don't know why they just made me laugh, but it was. Uh, remember Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. And I, and apparently it's Chubba Purdy, like Nick Chubb, as Adam points out. Matt, was that your bigger, bolder, better? Because Hassel had something yep. down for you on the run. <laughs> he wanted me to take Brock Purdy. He wanted me to. Well, because you, you do it every week. Yeah. I'm Why wouldn't you? Away. It's your guy. That was a hell of a Thanksgiving performance, though. Eating turkey on the field there in Seattle. That what did was. You just say? They were eating, eating turkey. turkey. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, they won on Thanksgiving Day. Brock they do the was, turkey. Uh, Brock feast. was mowing down. Oh, I thought you were talking about they were eating turkey in my game in Seattle. No, 49ers, Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Night. So uh, we'll get into, we'll touch on all the hoop stuff here. You, you made a semi controversial post on Twitter that got a lot of reaction hassle. And I, and I'm here to entertain this with you that you believe this past weekend is the greatest sports weekend of the year, surpassing March Madness for you. Please I think it has. Yourself. Yes, it, it has. Because, look, it, it's always been March Madness for me. Some people will, will claim, Dave, Dave Zawalinski will claim that it's uh, championship week in college basketball, the week before the NCAA tournament. I, I don't buy that. I've always loved the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of March Madness, but... That's all college basketball. It's one thing. Yeah. This has it all. All of my favorite things, my very favorite things, which are college football, college basketball, and NFL. It's all there. It's kind of the the start of interesting games in college basketball. You're playing these cool tournaments where you learn a lot about your team. You're playing other teams that you might see in the NCAA tournament. It has that NCAA tournament feel. Because you are playing really good teams, ranked teams. You are on a neutral floor. You are in a tournament setting. And then you have, of course, the NFL is always there. And now college football, I, I love what college football has done. I don't think you have, Williams, because you you touched on this really quickly last week. I love how many good games are on Black Friday now. I it doesn't need to all there's so many great games in college football that it's hard to watch it all on Saturday when they're all on one day. That's fair. I, I you had the egg bowl on Thanksgiving night and then so many of these great matchups and not all of them came through like the Oregon, Oregon state game ended up being a blowout, but so many great matchups on, on Friday. Did that take anything away from Saturday? I mean, we, there was so much drama on Saturday. You still had it was great. so many great games. So, and then, of course, a full day of NFL on Sunday. I mean, it's four straight days of just 
rub your nipples greatness. So it's number one on my power rankings. I agree with you. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Especially with March Madness. A, if your team's not in it, it's still fun. But two, once your team loses, you're kind of pissed. And, you know, this has... Uh, I'm and we're more like we're a college football show first, right? Mm-hmm. I think we probably always will be that way. The college football, I love Chris these preseason college basketball tournaments. I think they're great. I love Maui. I, I do love too. Atlantis. The one I was just at in Orlando is a there was six NCAA tournament teams from last year were in that mm-hmm. field, right? Like. It's a blast to be able to do all of that and once and these NFL playoff races are really heating up. I'm with you. I'm completely with you on this. Now, Van Winkle, you disagree, right? Because well, you were I, you were yeah. getting all hot and bothered in our text chain. I, I am still a big fan of the first weekend of March Madness. I, I think it probably just depends how much you care about college football, right? If you're just a diehard junkie, like college basketball junkie, you're never going to give away the first weekend. You're a California I think, guy. I just think the drama of that weekend is is better overall. Because I mean, we did get some good matchups in college football this weekend, but is it? It's not always rivalry weekend on Thanksgiving, is it? Yeah, it just, yeah. yeah, it is. is it? For is the it? most part, now yeah. things change. And, I mean, like like the Apple Cup, for instance, it's not going to be on Thanksgiving anymore because right. Mm-hmm. Right. they're not going to yeah. be in the same conference. They're going to yeah, be playing true. early on in the season. But yeah, it's rivalry week, oh. and it's it's the last weekend of the regular season. And the NFL games on Thursday were fine. I actually didn't watch like any NFL yesterday. I thought the games were kind of boring. I guess the the Bills game was was decent, but yeah, Bills Eagles was great. Bills that was Eagles a was good game of the year. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm still a big fan of March Madness week week one. You know, first weekend. You know what's crazy? Back to back to back to back. Great games usually. Is how I love, but, the, love the upsets. You know what else yeah. is great about it is that you're off. Like March Madness week. Unless you're taking the days yeah. off, a lot of people are working on Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. We had this whole thing off. A normal, a normal person has Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And what's great about that is these other holidays like Christmas. I, I, sometimes I'm just begging mm-hmm. for a good game to be played while you're sitting around with family. I would just love to have a game on the TV to watch, mm-hmm. and you don't have it. Thanksgiving, you've got it. I'm with you, brother. People in our comments are are not generally with us, but I'm with you. I want I, I want a I little just bit hope, of everything. I just really hope this was the first year the NFL did the Black Friday game. I didn't watch any of that game. I didn't watch no, any of the Black I hope Friday. Hope the ratings NFL sucked. Game. It was on. I do too. It was on Prime, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it on? It wasn't so. even on cable. I just, I just hope that college doesn't get scared away, and it's not college; it's the networks. I hope they don't get scared away from putting good college matchups on Black Friday because the NFL, because it, because it happened with Thursday. Remember how great college matchups used to be on Thursday night? Yeah. And now that's gone because they're, they're afraid of going up against the NFL. Mike says that normal people don't have Black Friday off. Is that true? Because I'm not a normal person. Depends on where you work. A lot, I think well, yeah, but a lot of places like, will give in you general, that day off. But I think in general, most people are off it's, on Black Friday. Way more people holiday. have that day off than Thursday yes. of the NCAA tournament. Yes. That's the point. Uh, we don't have much time left. We will touch on basketball. Um, Iowa goes one and one. 
out in San Diego. Iowa State goes one and two in Orlando. Easily could have gone zero oh and three. Oof. Um, they man, like I have a lot of thoughts on this. I have fifteen hundred words. I've I've yet to publish. I you know I kind of thought Chris. I I said a lot in the offseason. I thought this team would take longer to gel because it was just much younger and and all that. I I do think we saw some of that. That first game, especially, buddy, like the the length of VCU just screwed with Iowa State, and they were able to come back in the second half and got a little bit more used to it. But it looked to me like a lot of guys, Keyshawn Gilbert, one of them, you know, a lot of these guys, it looked like, oh, they're playing high major competition for the first time, right? They were and, favored in all three games, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they were favored... They yesterday up, by a point think, and a half, which surprised me. I, I I was very surprised they were favored, but then you said it's because A and M was out a player or two. Yeah, they were favored against. weren't they favored against Virginia Tech by, by five? five. They were favored against VCU by like eleven. Yeah, they had a rough week. There's a it's a back to the drawing board situation for that team. How do they respond? You know, mm-hmm. I. But it what what surprised me was the long scoring droughts again. I kind of thought that with the level up and talent that they would be past that. And they clearly Mm -hmm. weren't because they had these long scoring droughts in every game. Two of the games, extreme scoring droughts, the VCU and the, um, who'd they even play last night? I'm getting them all. Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, you know, the the free throws were the maddening part to me because I feel like, Man, if Iowa State's just decent from the line down there in Orlando, you're two and one. You probably would have beaten Virginia Tech last night. You could have been in the same conversation. So here's the problem. So they've they let one get away last night, right? They have a 21 point lead, and that's a quad one win if you get it. You just don't have the cushion that you've had in recent years, and I don't think it's a fully right to comp it because it's a completely different team and they're going to have plenty of wins uh, opportunities in the big 12 to pick up those type of wins but last night was a was a really big deal losing that lead the way that they did that's one that will haunt them in march yeah that was really disappointing um i i guess you know you could say well they could have gone zero and three but you know they kind of stole one in that first game and they gave one away in the third game. So I think one and two is, is basically yeah. Yeah. how they played and it, really disappointing. And, and, you know, on the other side with, with Iowa, Iowa kind of, you know, <clears throat> they had a really bad first game, but then they bounced back against Seton Hall. The starters came out strong. It's, 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 it's weird. Cause you, they didn't play that third game. So, Iowa, I think, is feeling better about their performance than Iowa State. And who would have thought so that too. after those two, two two teams played on what was that? Was that Thanksgiving that they played that first game? And Iowa just played horrible. Iowa State comes back for that big win. And and now you're feeling totally different. Another deal, too, when you don't play anyone – like Iowa State had and going into this tournament, all of a sudden, like v, VCU's, they're fine. They're probably, they'll be right there in the Atlantic 10, like they always are. But God, that was such a jump in competition. Mm-hmm. For, I, I really do. I think it took 30 minutes for those guys to be used to playing a 
team with a pulse. I truly and think that that's what happened in that Thursday that's game. The, that's, that's why I hate these these metrics. And and I think that also kind of screwed with the lines. Oh, yeah. Screwed with the – because the power rankings had Iowa State because Iowa State was just killing everyone. Vegas will tell you if you want to make – metrics like. If you want to get Vegas, you bet November college basketball. You study it because they mm-hmm. don't know, especially now in the transfer era. Doing these games play-by-play, by the way, and, and I know you know this, it's fascinating when you're putting your call sheet together now. You just look where has the guy transferred from because everybody's transferred. Many guys have transferred multiple times. It's like all these teams are just made up of transfers now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Other than mm-hmm. Iowa. <laughs> sure. You, were, you, um, were you courtside to call those games? Yes. That's a so great you, tournament. What, 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 what yeah. was the crowd like? How many Iowa State fans went down there? Good crowd. Good crowd. Yeah, they had a really good crowd. Friday's crowd was huge for Iowa State. I mean, there were a ton of people there. Sunday, not so much because I think most people had to get back and go to work. But yeah, it's that's a fun tournament. I I don't really like the city of Orlando. It's just way too touristy for me. It's hard mm-hmm. to get around. So I, I basically stayed at the hotel for most of the time. But I really, really, they do a really good job with that. That wide world of sports complex is a good place to watch a game. And I always tell fans, Chris, that if you are a fan and you're like, this for Iowa fans, Drake fans, whoever, like if you're, if you want a great experience, most people think, oh, I want to go to an NCAA tournament. Go to the conference tournament or go to one of these preseason tournaments. It's the best place because you can get seats right down low. Mm. The players just walk around because there, it's not it, it's not an intimidating atmosphere because there's just not that many people there. Like This was a field house that seats 5,000 people when it's full. Maybe it was half full. You could just go up and get their autograph, get pictures with these guys. It was awesome. Like these are the best things for a family to do. You get to go somewhere warm in November. It's a cool spot. And what's next for Iowa State before the Iowa game? Is it back to just uh, no? They go to DePaul on Friday. Jeez, uh, that's what DePaul's terrible, aren't they? They're one and five. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess you know it's still a road trip against. It's a not power rambling. Five team. It's a road game against a yeah a a, a Big East team. That was one that they, it's that Big East, Big 12 thing. Yeah. So I mean, that got scheduled you for do? them. Oh, God. The Iowa games on ESPNU. Ugh. Honestly, right now, as an Iowa State guy, I'm not that confident going into the Iowa game. I think. Yeah. It's what a, do you think that line's going to be? Not very Iowa much. I mean, three? you've got Hilton. That's the, that's the edge right now. But Iowa has probably over exceeded what I thought they would be which isn't saying a ton, but mm-hmm. I think France got them playing pretty well. And Iowa State is is not to the point. Now, the question will be Iowa playing defense and Hilton. And when Iowa State, you, you watched that for the first 15 minutes yesterday, that was the best they'd play all year. But then they just lost it. And Momchilovich told me, kind of my buddy now, but he, you know, this is an example. He says to me, yeah, I've never really been scouted like this before. He's like, for the first time, like teams have scouted me and now they're trying to take things away. And like, that's mm-hmm. it's part of what they're going yeah, through. I mean, a guy like Keyshawn Gilbert, I'm watching, I mean, it's, it's just he's going 100 miles per hour. He's always played at the Mountain West level. And now you're playing ACC, SEC teams that are tournament teams. It's a different deal. So how will they adjust? Are you going to be a high major guy or or not? Right. And 
That's where that's where I see Iowa State right now. They got a lot of work to do. Iowa Does women. Wink have a uh, Santa hat on. Yeah, it's my Santa hat. You're one of those people. As soon as Thanksgiving's over, like you're that. like, "Yep, here we go." Yeah, I got the tree up. Christmas lights up. By the way, when I was back, it was like, you know, we were sitting there. I think eating at at the Channel Seed tent mm. before the before the game. And Williams is like, hey, I, I got to talk to you about something. And gets all serious. And he's like, hey, look, you cannot talk about Santa on the podcast. You just can't. It's the one thing you can't do. Yeah, it is the and one then, rule and, we have. And then I can't remember who it was, but one of the other guys, one of the Channel Seed guys, he's like, yeah, you ruined it Dustin. for my kid. Come on, get out we, of here with that We love garbage. Santa on this podcast. We love Santa. Huge Santa pot. I have a... Uh, you know the company branded bills, Matt? Huh? The what? I'm not never, talking to never you. Never heard of it. The uh, company cool, branded bills? It's a hat company. Now they should probably pay me something for mentioning them. I bought a Santa trucker's hat from them years ago. I'll, I'll wear that on one of these shows. Okay. Justice says, shit. My grandma had Christmas shit up before Halloween. <laughs> exactly how he wrote it look god bless you my, my wife i got back from seattle and the whole house was decked out in christmas stuff it's great hey real I'm quick fine. name drop you get to do this all the time i don't get to do it very often you know who's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet is former first round pick or former first pick in the nba draft greg odin he's on the staff of thad mata at butler i oh. bumped into him at the bar a couple there's a sports bar there at the and he is the nicest dude ever Talked really? to him okay. for a while. Nice. Really great guy. And and I want to give him credit. I should put him for bigger, better, bolder. He goes from being the first pick in the draft to has all these injuries. He had some controversy. He went all the way back to Ohio State and became a student manager while he was getting his degree when Thad Mata was there. He worked up as a GA, and now he's the ops director at Butler. Do you know how hard that would be for mm. a first pick in the NBA draft to humble yourself? And, and and he was I saw him yesterday again, and he's he's walking around taking pictures with kids, and he's just a happy guy. He's he's got a wife and a daughter, and I taught him how to use his Roku. So, just there you go. There's <laughs> well, my. Does he still look like he's fifty years old? Yeah. I was well, that's say, the problem. So so he not only looks like he's elderly, he actually acts like. How do well, how do I use the Roku? For those of us who travel a lot, so I always or as bring my, my dad Apple, calls it. My dad calls it the Ruco. I always bring my Apple TV when I go to a hotel, so that way, like yesterday, I'm watching four NFL games, right? Like I, I want to control my own. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. And I was trying to explain to Greg, yeah. So I used to because he he heard me talking to somebody at the bar about it, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I can't get my Roku to work, and I was like, "Yeah, Greg, you get, you got to stop with the you got to stop with the Roku. You got to get yourself an Apple TV." We pulled up on his phone, and we we buy him one because the, there's like firewalls or something that don't go through the Roku when it when you come to this hotel traveling. So Wait, yeah, I had so to explain you, all that to him. Why is the what? Why is the Apple TV better? I don't than know the, the Roku. It I don't know, but it connects through. We have Roku. Have you tried taking it to a hotel? No. Yeah, there's like firewalls and stuff at these hotels where, I, not all the time, but I've done this before. Like I've an Apple 
TV always works for me in a hotel. A Roku works like one times out of 10. I guess I, when I'm at a hotel, I'm yeah. rarely Trent ever in says, a room, so I don't need it. Yeah, because it directly connects. It doesn't have to go through all these like weird, eh, whatever. Our, our audience, my I, my point is, one, I wanted to get my name drop with my new best friend, Greg Oden. Uh-huh. And two, um, he's a really cool guy. Like that, it was neat to see him in that because he does he doesn't blend in he's like seven foot one you know there's nowhere to blend in if you're greg odin if you don't want to mm-hmm. be and and everybody kind of knows him now as like a bust and right like and he just walks around with a smile on his face it was really cool to see that and nice. your dad keeps asking me he wants an ames hoodie don here's the situation i would love nothing more than to give you a nice gift for Christmas because I appreciate you bringing your son into the world. But you're kind of an asshole when it comes to my Cyclones. I just got to be honest with you, buddy. And if you're just going to wear it around ironically, I don't know if I can do that for you. I got a gift in the mail to Don. Really? I sent him a Christmas gift, yeah. <gasps> wow. That's that's exciting. Very sweet of you. Dad, I didn't even get any Ames stuff when I was there. I was going to get your dad so. a bottle of Steeple Ridge bourbon is what I was thinking. Oh, wow. What do you guys do? Don't get my dad anything for Christmas. Jesus. He doesn't need anything. Well, he keeps asking for gifts. He keeps well, asking me. Oh, God. He's, he's asked me like needy. three times in this chat. I know. It's ridiculous. We got to get out of here. We're running yeah, way we late. We're, we're, we're way late. Hassle way has to get late. to work. God. Appreciate our friends at Fairway, as always. Channel Seed Studios. Maddie Van Winks production. And we will be back on Thursday morning. Two guys named Chris here in Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.